In this third installment of the message of understanding Satan, I want to focus on defeating Satan, how we defeat him. Before I launch into this portion, however, I want to touch some, I want to go a little bit further than I, I did uh, in, the, uh, in the second broadcast. This is a series of three. So get all three. They're obviously free and they're created for your benefit. So get all three, listen to them in the sequence in which I'm speaking them and even make notes for yourselves. I, I will try and have this uh, transcripted so that you you can actually have, you can download a, a uh, written text of these. So you can mark it up, make your own notes. Obviously, the intent is to help prepare the saints. Um, the Apostle Paul writes uh, that he wants us to be aware of the devil's schemes and proposes a way by which we can overcome the schemes of the devil. Um, in fact, as we move out of the state of uh, Neoniscus, which is a, a state of maturity, one of the states of maturity, John said, I write to you young men because you've overcome the evil one. You can't become mature, and, and which the intent of which is to take up the full weight of your destiny until you've learned how to overcome the devil's schemes. He said, I write to you young men because you've overcome the evil one. So these things are very much in step with the message of this hour, which is to bring a people to maturity. So you can take up all of what is yours by way of divine inheritance, by the way of divine economies, to establish the kingdom of God, the, the rule of Christ, the standard of Christ within the domains that God gives you. I want to backtrack though and deal with, with um, bring out, bring to the fore a little more thoroughly something I alluded to uh, at the beginning of the last broadcast. And that was, I said that when the schemes of the enemy were unveiled against you from the womb, while you're still in the womb, it's very difficult to find the spot along the arc of your life where a certain emotion came in that the enemy uses to rule your decision making. And ultimately, of course, to ruin your relationships. Uh, trauma may come in from the womb. I, I've done an extensive teaching on this. It's on my website and it's called Trauma in the Womb, uh, where I looked at how things that happen while you are in the womb predispose your behavior in adulthood. I was using the example of Jesus and John, John the Baptist, when uh, John leapt in his mother's womb in the presence of Jesus and leapt again in the presence of Jesus 30 years later because the same emotion that passed from his mother through the umbilical cord into the mindset or the memory of the child 
was activated again 30 years later when his mother was nowhere around, but he was once again in the presence of the same person. Now, <coughs> pardon me, as a grown adult, as the, who was, as they were both by the River Jordan. So your behavior uh, in adulthood can be absolutely um, influenced by the experiences in the womb, good or bad. Because the way that happens is through curses. A curse, you see, is not some form of a Macbeth in in the the Shakespeare play Macbeth. It opens with um, witches uh, on the moors of England and um, or Scotland, actually, and uh, you know them making incantations and spells and so on. That's, I mean, there's certain levels of that associated with the occult. But even people not connected in any way to the occult can put curses upon their children. Uh, I'll give you an example. Someone I know came to see me. And the the person could not find why there was always this nagging doubt that followed right after some opportunity for promotion um, and for advancement in in his business um, presented itself. It's like this fog came into his mind and it was a fog of doubt he could not understand uh, why it just came in and paralyzed him, paralyzed his emotions. <clears throat> and, you know, he'd done all kinds of tests physically to determine whether or not something was physically wrong with him. But it always came in at the point where some new opportunity for advancement presented itself. This is a very successful person. And looking under every rock and finding nothing, you know, he finally heard of these messages that I was preaching and he, he came, you know, he made an arrangement to come and see me. <clears throat> and I, I, you know, I do what I normally do. I say, before you come and see me, um, you need to fast and pray and write down everything you get. And don't try to make sense out of it, just bring it and will trust the spirit of uh, spirit of the lord in the form of discerning of spirits to enlighten our understanding as to what's going on by the way i don't have a private practice of seeing people this is just people who are who are within my sphere who have access to me uh, with whom i spend this kind of time um my main goal is to train fathers so they could do the work within their households. So I, I want to, you know, sometimes when these things go out, there is the the sense people wonder and people begin to think, well, you know, if I have these problems, because you will identify with what I'm saying, how can I get to the man of God? 
Well, my view is um, whoever is sent is sent to raise up a people who can prosecute all these matters on behalf of the people of God as an act of God's goodness and kindness to people. So I, I wanted to, to make that clear. So this, fr- this friend came to see me and uh, he had done the fasting and prayer. And he said to me, he said, I can't think of a thing. You know, and so if you depend, if you depend upon something that someone, someone comes up with as the takeoff point, you know, uh, that's one thing, but he, he came up with nothing, zero. Knowing that, I immediately discerned that the thing that we were looking for was beyond the reach of his memory. And, and we could try to drum up something, but that wouldn't work. And that's the thing. Don't ever try to drum up something. There's no methodology to this. It's purely in the realm of discerning of spirits. There actually is such a gift given to us. The problem is we've devolved to methodologies and we've negated the value of spiritual gifts. And, the, and, and we find routinely that our methodologies do not work. Because the devil is smarter than that. So we fell right back onto the discerning of spirits. And in fact, even if he had things written down, we'd still have to discern what those things meant. So I had him just tell me about his life. And the first sentence of his telling me of his life was the moment discernment hit. He said that he was uh, born to an unmarried uh, mother and a father and they they were both in their teenage years. And boom, like that, I got the download of why this thing was beyond his reach. Because I could hear by discernment, I could hear the conversation that took place between his mother and his father when the teenage mother told the teenage father that she was pregnant. First question he asked her was, whose is it? And she flew into a rage because she was already trapped in her own mind, that she was pregnant. And this was before the days when abortions were on demand. She already felt trapped. And for him then to add the additional burden of saying, well, you just, you've been sleeping with other guys. She felt humiliated, by him, and she felt an overwhelming wave of self-hate by thinking, how could I possibly have gotten pregnant by this jerk? And the next thing he said, when she threw up 
that rage, when her reaction of rage came, the next thing he said was, I don't want it. You have to get rid of it. Now, fortunately, they didn't. However, the first reference to the man I was talking to, first reference to his being in this world, was not as a person, but as an it, a thing. That was the curse. His father cursed him while he was in the womb. That wave of regret that struck his mother passed all the way down through the umbilical cord. Her memory was transmitted to him and became the first of, if not the absolute first, clearly one of the first formed memories of his emotions. Every time he was in a position for promotion, in some fashion, every time after that, this emotion would come in like a fog that he was an unwanted person. He had no, in his own soul, the base emotion in him was to be intrinsically without value. A lie formed the foundation of his emotions. And every time he was about to be lifted up into some new thing, the enemy would come in at the moment that, that uh, the moment of his triumph, the moment of the excitement, the enemy would come in and steal it because that curse legally affected him because it was the responsibility of his father to protect him, to confer value. It was also the responsibility of his mother to shield him from her own emotions, but neither one had a clue. So am I condemning them? No, 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 no. I'm not in the business of condemning anybody. The Son of Man did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is not about condemnation. This is peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of real problems, some of which come in the womb, the trauma in the womb to this child in the womb was caused by the emotions of regret and fear and self-loathing that the mother was subjected to when the father behaved like a jerk. Plainly spoken. That's what real people deal with every day of their lives. That's what adults deal with. These triggered memories, some of which go back all the way to the womb and come forward into the present in the form of legal, legitimate accesses that the enemy has been given by the default of people, parents, who did not know what to do and behave badly. That's the nature of curses. So I wanted to to just backtrack just a bit 
and touch upon how curses in the womb predisposed predispose our emotions in adult life to such vulnerabilities that the enemy can come up like as in my example as this fog in adult life to rob to steal to kill and to destroy but but the lord has said but i have come that you might have life and that more abundantly now if you're listening to to this broadcast and you have not yet transferred your state of being from the control of the enemy to the kingdom of god in other words if you have if the lordship of your life is still under your own rule then you are fully and squarely in the domain of darkness you're fully and squarely subject to these things i'm not in the habit of identifying a problem so i could pray upon it be an opportunist so what i'm about to say has nothing to do with being an opportunist I'm not asking you to join anything i'm telling you that if the first step the first step in defeating the devil is to access something god has freely provided for you access the kingdom of god flee from the state of being controlled by your enemy by making a application to come into the kingdom of god as an ambassador of the kingdom i represent the lord and if you're listening to this i'm here to tell you that the first step is to have the forgiveness of your sins because it's by your sins that you are entrapped in the domain of your enemy when adam sinned he was entrapped because he left his relationship to god and made himself subject to the domain of his enemy he gave in to the enemy scriptures say that you don't you know that to whomever you give yourself a servant to be his servant you are so you cannot be free from the curses of of your enemy the curses that your enemy uses to control you while you're still in his domain very simple so if that's where you are starting with that baseline if that's where you are your sins need to be forgiven so that you're not subject to the accusations of your enemy by reason of your sins your sins your transgressions the enemy works as an accuser of the brethren he's a prosecuting attorney and his schemes work if you're still trapped in the consequences of your sins so the first thing you need is to be freed from your sins the only way to be freed from your sins is to be forgiven because every sin you've ever committed 
which puts you in the control of your enemy, you've done in the past. And you can't go back and retake the past in order to be freed from them. Or do something in the present that that can expiate. You can go back and clean up what you did in the past. No amount of good works in the present is a bargain for your transgressions in the past. If it could be, Jesus would not have died. It's because you can't do that, that he took your place, paid the price, paid the consequence, so you could avail the forgiveness that he has made and purchased for you. So, as an ambassador of this kingdom, with that message known to me and now being declared to you, If you will accept it, the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ, then the way that your sins are forgiven is having accepted that Christ died for you to transfer you by paying the debt. That's how the transfer occurs. You can't just walk out of the kingdom of darkness and walk into the kingdom of God. The debt has to be paid because you're a slave to the kingdom of darkness. And until the debt is paid, you're still a slave. You can't, if you run away, you're just a runaway slave. So, I'm here to tell you the debt has been paid. Your sins can be forgiven because the price for the forgiveness of your sins has been paid. Now, you need to hear something. If you're willing to be freed from these conditions, then I'm here to tell you And I'll say it for the third time. And I'm an ambassador of the kingdom. That is to say, I come with the authority of the king to give you access to his kingdom. And the first thing that needs to happen is your sins need to be forgiven. Now the price has been paid. As a messenger of this gospel, I'm here to tell you this. If you'll receive it, it'll be yours. Your sins are forgiven. Now, I didn't forgive your sins, meaning I didn't pay the price. Someone did. The Lord Jesus, who is the king of the kingdom I represent, he paid the price. As an ambassador, I am entitled, I am commissioned to bring this good news to you and to give you access to the kingdom. So your sins are forgiven, now come into the kingdom. That is the first foundation that frees you, that begins the process of freeing you from the control of your enemy through these things. Until you took this step you are going to remain a captive in the domain of darkness. Now, from here, a new journey begins. You're born again because the transaction that took you out of the kingdom of darkness that has rescued you now and brought you into the kingdom of God is a transaction 
that required you to die. To die. You died in the old man, in the way you have been. When your sins are forgiven, the way that that actually functions is the man who could be accused of these sins goes through a metamorphosis, goes through one, the change from being led by your soul to being led by the Spirit. Now, you need to learn about this. I have multiple of things, a multiple of things on my website to begin to train you up. The second thing that happens is you need to be empowered. And that empowerment is in the form of the Holy Spirit. So now that your sins have been forgiven, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. He comes in to establish the rule of Christ to anyone who has been forgiven of their sins. Receive the Holy Spirit. This passes beyond reason, beyond knowledge of any human origin. Now, You need to listen to and understand the things that I've been talking about, the distinction in the early part of this, between the distinction between your soul and your spirit, and how the enemy works in your soul and in your spirit. I hate to leave you at this place, so contact me by this this television, uh, I mean by this broadcast. Uh, you're likely listening to this on the website. Uh, contact me through uh, solon.com, www.solon.com, because you need to be uh, instructed and there needs to be an, a process engaged by which your enemy is expelled from the, by, by which his authority is broken and over you and expelled out of the emotions of your soul so you could begin to take back internal rule, the rule within the environs of your soul. From there, I will give you further instruction. I will have now one more session in which I will talk to the one who has already received Christ, already in the kingdom, but has this low threshold, this low ceiling over their heads. That will be the subject of the next broadcast. But I I saw no point in telling a person who doesn't know Christ, who is not part of the kingdom of God, all these things that they resonate to, but wonder how do I access it. It's, It's not a formula. It's, an, it's within a relationship with God. And the fact is you've been trapped and captured by things you are not even aware of, such as things that happen in the womb, things that happen subsequent to the womb, <clears throat> like in your childhood. These things entrap you. And so in breaking out of this entrapment, 
you must first come into the kingdom of God. But if you're already in the kingdom, the next broadcast is really for you in overcoming the schemes of the devil. I'm Sam Solon, and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.